The following programming may contain viewpoints and opinions that do not necessarily reflect those of Listen Up Talk Radio. Welcome to realestatetorontoradio.com, the weekly show about buying and selling real estate in the greater Toronto area and sometimes beyond with Aura Ross of the Mulholland Ross Real Estate Group. 30 minutes of hot topics and indispensable advice from experienced professionals that work for you. Welcome back to realestatetorontoradio.com. Mulholland Ross team every Sunday 4 p.m. at Listen Up Talk Radio and throughout the week on CKAV 106.5 in Toronto 106.3 in Vancouver where we talk everything real estate. I'm Todd Miller. Joining me is Aura Ross sitting across the table and she has got a highlighter (laughs) and lots of paper. So I'm sensing there's going to be a lot of information shared this week. We've got so many changes this week, Todd, that I've you know, I'm going to give you a bit of a synopsis on what went down um, quietly, you know, to, to mostly calm people down because I think there's a little bit of concern out there that a few changes to mortgage um, mortgage requirements and, you know, talks about international taxes and so on has got everybody in Toronto freaking out. Of course, the buyers are expecting the prices to fall 50% and the sellers are concerned that that might actually happen. I'm going to um, tell you what's really going on out here and what these taxes mean and what these changes mean and uh, hopefully calm everyone. Okay, so the sky is not falling yet. Not yet. No, sorry buyers, not yet. (laughs) Okay, so this is the equivalent of a a Prozac, a real estate Prozac (laughs) for Sunday. Stay tuned, more uh, Real Estate Toronto Radio right around the corner. Buying or selling a home, condo, or investment property might be one of the largest transactions you'll ever make. So it's important to gather as much information as you can, and preferably from experienced, successful professionals like the Mulholland Ross team. When it comes time to make your move, call the Mulholland Ross Keller Williams Referred Real Estate Team at 416-230-8500 or visit realestatetorontoradio.com. Whether you're making your first move or your 21st, the Mulholland Ross team offers over 30 years of real estate sales and service across the GTA. Tune in Sundays at 4 p.m. on Listen Up Talk Radio or Tuesdays and Fridays on Voices Radio, CKAV, to hear the team share advice and information that will assist you with your personal wealth through real estate. Welcome back to realestatetorontoradio.com. That is the URL where you can find everything real estate and especially this very radio show that you're listening to right now. That's right. In fact, if you go to realestatetorontocom slash radio... Um, you'll be able to access all our old shows as well, our past shows. Excellent. Most of them anyway. Most of them. Um, so let's start off first with, um, you know, we're, we're at the beginning of October. So what happened in September? The Toronto real estate market continued to um, boom. We are way above what was going on in the spring. So for all of you thinking spring is the best time to sell your house, for the last two years we found fall to actually be... A slightly better market. However, what we've got statistically, um, 21, our, our prices are up, sorry, our prices in the 416 area code for a detached home 
is up 23% from September of 2015. That is a lot. 23%. That is a lot of money. Now... Wait, wait a second. Sorry. Just a couple of weeks ago, we, you, we were talking 18. 18. And you but said... But that was August to August. Okay. And now September to September, we're up 23. 905, give yourself a pat on the back. You're 26.6% up over where you were September of 2015, if you live in a 905. Pop the champagne. So again, you know, for, for almost 30 years, people would say to me, I can't move north because I'll never be able to come back into the city. I'll never be able to afford to with the idea that the city was always growing so much faster right. than our GTA areas are. But of course, due to affordability, those areas surrounding the city are, are going up at a faster rate than even our 416. They're not more expensive they're just going up at a faster rate if this trend were continue you know if you can picture the two lines on the graph right there will be a point of which nine if this continued there would be a point of which 905 area homes would be more expensive wow. right now the average price for a detached home in the 905 area is 928 and we are nine hundred and twenty eight thousand nine twenty eight and in the four one six area in the city proper we are almost at one three we're at one two nine four that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just seems like yesterday we were going on about we broke a million. So um, it is it is nuts. It is nuts. So the question being, you know, uh, for anyone who sort of hasn't been living under a rock this week, you've heard all over the news and in the newspapers about, um, I'm going to start with first the... Um, this uh, change to the to the foreign buyer's ability to buy a home and claim it as their primary residence. Okay. So that's what it is. This is essentially um, implementing a capital gains tax on our foreign buyers, on our non-residents. Okay. Okay. The first thing everyone needs to know is this rule has always been in place. What they're actually talking about is enforcing it. What they're actually talking about is closing a loophole that allowed our international buyers to claim properties as their prime residence. Therefore, as we know in Canada, you own your prime residence, you're never taxed on it. Right, okay. So our international buyers were purchasing homes, maybe putting a child in there for school, maybe not, maybe just keeping it in their name and renting it out, not claiming the rent, or maybe just even leaving it empty and claiming that it was their prime residence and therefore they would apply for the taxes exemption. Now that was one of the biggest things that I read and, and I heard from people out there was that a lot of places were empty. Yes. And I don't know if that's a bad thing necessarily, but I mean, if there's no upkeep and it, it becomes derelict, then it could be an, a real issue. Well, that's an issue, but more importantly than that in this aspect is, you know, as a Canadian, if I buy an investment property for $500,000 and I turn around in any time, whether it be six months or 20 years, and that thing is worth a million, I am being taxed on the gain. It's our capital gains tax. Right. So I'm being taxed on that $500,000 gain, and there's a portion of that money would have to go back to the government. All that's happened is our government is saying, hey, there is a loophole. Some people are saying, don't even call it a loophole. We're just not enforcing, enforcing it. As you it. said, it was in place. Yeah. So an international buyer makes application to say this was my prime residence in Canada. I want my tax exemption. They make their $500,000 profit and they go on wherever they're going and there's no tax implication. Hmm. They don't pay tax. 
And all that's happened now is the government saying, hey, wait a minute. If we have somebody who claims to be living in Canada who's bought a million dollar home, um, they don't show income in Canada, so they're not paying income tax. Okay. Um, and then they sell it a year later. Um, we're calling that a prime residence. How can you buy an investment property here if you have no income? Okay. Okay. Yep. So they're looking for all the pieces that would allow them to say, no, sorry, this was not your prime residence and you are going to pay the gain. So this isn't, let's not confuse everyone with, um, you know, the, the tax that's going on in Vancouver City in 22 communities in Vancouver, where the buyer pays the 15% upfront. I buy a million bucks, I'm now paying, it's now costing me 1.150. And, and they're paying it up front. That is not this. This is simply you make a profit when you, you know, as you claim, you you know, when you make that profit, you are going to be taxed as a capital gain because it's not your prime residence. You're being treated like any other Canadian. Is so the way there I are see. two issues at play here. One being this new tax in Vancouver proper and one the foreign buyer's tax, which, as you said, has always been there, rarely enforced. That's correct. Okay. And and they're mm -hmm. tightening up the what they call a prime residence is essentially what they're doing. And then and I think we'll hear more about that in the coming weeks. Now, in, in um, what's gone on Vancouver, very different because that is a going-in tax. And this is more, I call it the coming-out tax. Okay. You know, so think about it. If somebody buys a house for a million bucks, sits on it for five years, and for whatever reason, our market goes down. And they go to sell it, and they sell it for... So, think about it. Somebody buys for a million dollars, and our market doesn't do anything for five years. Let's just say we've hit our peak, and we flatten out. And, we, and the guy goes to sell it in five years, and he sells it for a million dollars. Okay. There's no taxes. There's no gain. So, this isn't... Um, and, and same would hold true for myself. So, I see it more of, hey, we're all playing on an equal level playing field. And the government now has the ability to, to claim on taxes that were potentially should have been maybe paid anyway. A little, yes. Right. So um, for those of you that are throwing the hate stink, stink eye at me right now on the radio, um, this isn't about anything about being non-Canadian, Canadian, being from one country or another country. This is give us a level playing field. Right. Everybody in the world is welcome to buy our real estate. What, we, what we're hoping for is um, uh, that we all have the same advantage. One set of rules for everyone, That's no matter right. whether you're a resident or whether you're just speculating. Yeah, yeah. And, and certainly a lot more research and, and work has to be done when, when they're qualifying buyers from different countries because we don't always get income, true income, for what you're earning in another country. Other countries don't run like we necessarily right. run so um anyway so i think that that's actually a wise move do i think it's going to hurt our market i mean only time will tell i think there's a few things at play so we don't want to uh if the market stays flat or goes down or doesn't go up at the same rate we have to be careful not to peg it on one thing because there's a few things at play right now and the other thing of course is the tightening up of our mortgage approvals Hmm. And that actually was announced the same day on Monday. So I see this other piece as more of an attempt to ensure that Canadians are safe from adjusting mortgage rates. Okay. Because what's the one thing everybody's in fear of? If that rate goes up 1%, what do we keep hearing if that rate goes up 
We keep hearing that people are not going to be able to make their payments. That people right. are going to lose their homes. It's going to be mayhem. So I know, gosh, in the old days, in the old days. In the 90s? <laughs> um, everybody who applied for a mortgage really had to qualify based on the posted rate. And I'm going to freak you guys out a little bit because if the banks were saying 9%, the posted rate might have been 11.5%. Okay. Wasn't even that much of a difference. If the banks were saying nine, the posted rate was probably nine and three quarters. You had to qualify for the mortgage based on nine and three quarters, even though your bank was giving you nine. Huh. Don't those numbers sound appealing? Do you want to pay 9% on your mortgage? No, I'd like 9% <laughs> on my savings account though. Yeah, yeah. hey, that's a whole other show. Um, so today, if the bank is giving five-year money at say two point five, I'm just going to use that number. Yeah, don't hold I know us there's to it. lower. I, you know, I'm not going to get in that debate. Um, if the bank is saying, "Hey, here's your two point five mortgage," there are certain buyers now, and those are going to be those um, people who are getting insured mortgages under twenty percent down, who have to qualify on that posted rate, which is as the Bank of Canada posted this week, it was four point six four. Wow. So. That's the new rules. So where you might have afforded a buyer who could have afforded six fifty last week is actually now pushed to about five sixty this week. That's a big difference. Qualifying for those rates. That's a big difference. It is a big difference. Reflect on that for a moment. Listeners, we're going to take a short break. Talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, talk amongst yourselves. We're going to have a coffee and uh, we'll be back. You're listening to realestatetorontoradio.com. back to realestatetorontoradio.com and uh, hopefully that recent change in the mortgage approvals didn't affect you too much or maybe it did. Well, I, you know, sadly, um, look, at I see a good and a bad, but sadly the people it's going to affect are the people we're trying very hard to help get into the market. First-time buyers? Our first-time buyers are our middle-class, lower-income people who have less saved up. Right. It is going to affect you. Um, don't let it discourage you completely. I, I, I mean, this is going to be a blatant call to action, but call us, yep. really. Because there are other ways to skin... There, there's a more than one way to skin a cat, as yes. my father used to say. Yep. Sorry for you cat yeah. lovers. I didn't mean it that way. But um, they, they, there, there are other ways to work around this. But essentially, this is this is the way it is. Yeah, you have to qualify now at, a high, at that higher rate. Now... I'm going to take you back again when rates were higher, and um, it's the same conversation I have with all my clients. You know, when we buy a house, we're actually going into this 25-year amortization, and we've talked in previous shows about what happens when all you do is pay that extra $100 a month, or you top up your payment. We call it topping up the payment, or prepaying the mortgage. Yep. So you're topping up that more. So let's say your monthly payment is $1,500 and you throw that extra $100 at your mortgage every month and that $100 goes directly to principal. So every month that your mortgage payment is calculating uh, how much is going to principal and how much is going to interest, if you're topping your payment up even by $100, you are taking that 25-year mortgage and it's already becoming something like 21, 22 years. You've already knocked off three years. 
And I can say from personal experience, even putting as little as $50 extra bi-weekly or weekly or monthly, whatever you can, has an appreciable difference on your balance. I oh, mean, it's amazing. Knocking it down. It's amazing. Now, I mean, not to scare everyone completely, but if you actually looked at a payment schedule on a $500,000 mortgage um, over a five-year period, and it shows you at the top of the list, your first payment is <laughs> yeah. mostly interest and yes. a little bit principal. Yes. And as you go farther down the list, your same payment, it's like so a seesaw. It kind more, of balances it's out. right. Yeah. And then it becomes more principal being paid off than interest. And so by topping up that payment by 100 bucks, you're actually playing it directly to our principal, which means that every month your your monthly payment is going to start paying more principal than interest pretty right. quickly. So look at with these low rates, it's already there, but I mean, you're just doing it even faster because 25 years is 25 years. It doesn't matter if you're paying 11% or 2%. It's a 25-year amortization. Yeah. The goal is to get that to a shorter period of time. So my big comment on this is when rates started falling years ago, um, we would say, and we and the, our buyers were walking in saying we negotiated 4%, even though the bank's posted rate is five and a, five and a half, we were negotiating four. And I used to say to my clients, pay your mortgage based on the five and a half. You qualified for it anyway. You were planning for it anyway. You just got this great news that you know your bank just gave you a better deal. Make the payments based on five and a half. So if you make your payment based on what you qualified for, which is that posted rate, I don't have the figure in front of me. I will get it for next year. I'm going to take a gamble that 25 years is going to turn into 12. If you actually made your payments based on 4.64, even though you're paying, paying two, two and a point, half yeah. or less, all that extra money is going to go directly to principal. You're going to lop that debt off so fast. And that's the, that's the whole point is get rid of the debt. So now you can borrow against all that and get and more buy, debt. Or buy an investment property and buy whatever. That's it. Because buying that investment property isn't regular debt. That's not like debt. Like I bought a car and now I have to make my payments. You know it because, yeah. you know, we through this show, you've done it and I'm so proud of you. But now somebody else, you've, you've, you know, somebody else is paying the debt. You've got the debt, you're responsible for the debt, but someone else is going to pay that debt off for you. And I don't really know of any other type of investment that where that happens, where someone willingly says, I'm going to pay your mutual fund. Yeah. I like you. Yeah. And I want you to retire rich. Yeah. I'm going to pay it for <laughs> I you. I love that. I love that. And I don't know that tenants walking in to rent your investment property are saying, No. Hey, Todd, I'm so excited that I get to pay off this debt and help you build your personal wealth. But if you are a tenant out there, that's what you're saying to your landlord every month. Is Indirectly. And, and, and we're not saying yeah. we're not saying anything yeah. bad. I mean, there's nothing bad about there's, there's a need for rental properties, absolutely. and there are people that are good landlords and, and put them out there. And so there's great tenants, absolutely. And look at I've got a couple right now. We this is a really interesting story. We were showing them homes. They have a beautiful rental in the location they love, but they couldn't afford to buy in that location. And so what they decided to do was buy a home in the location that they could afford. They're doing some fix-ups to it. They have no intention of moving into it. They're going to decide whether they're going to flip it and make a little bit of money so maybe they can buy the house that they want, or they're going to rent it out and get that tenant to pay down the debt. So they're still tenants, but they own real estate and someone else is paying off that debt. Works out to about roughly the same monthly cost, their rent and what they get. The difference to these people was location. They didn't want to leave the location they were in right now, and they couldn't afford to buy in that location. 
So they, wow, that's incredible. So they're, they're still, they have a place to live that they like. Yep. And they have a property that's earning money for them. That's right. It's incredible. Yep. And someone else is paying that off for them and they're paying someone else's off for them. But at least they're not sitting in that rental going, because I can't afford the perfect home in the perfect neighborhood, I'm just going to sit here. It's like sitting on the sidelines of the championship game. Yeah. You know, when you want to be in the game, get in the game. Get in the Maybe game. Maybe you're carrying I the like water that. bucket, but you're, you're in the there. game. You're on the field. You got a shirt. I was going to say, you got the team shirt on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, again, lots of ways to look at this. And I, and I just, I, I don't want anyone thinking I'm in this rut or I'm in this hole and there's no way out. And here's my only option. There are so many options. Um, was with a family this week who we sold into a house many years ago and they're contemplating that next stage in life, you know, maybe buying the condo, buying a small place, getting the country property, all the different moving pieces. And um, their first thought was to sell their expensive home first. And when mm. I actually explained to them they could actually use their home as leverage to get a few of their other pieces in place first, um, that they could rent out um, because they really still need a place to live in the city for a while. You know, we just looked at the, this whole package and by the end of their half hour, they were going, wow, you turned it around, never thought of it being, you know, never thought that these would be the options. And you said the important word, leverage. Leverage. Cash is leverage. I mean, so if they'd sold the house, they would have had to do something with the cash. And, That's right. And it is leverage in one capacity. But when you say, I live at, 5,000 Young Street, that means something. That means a certain dollar value. It means an area, location, 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 yeah. that you can take and turn around and, and leverage. Like and you leverage. Said. That's right. That's right. So um, anyway, so market's going crazy. Lots of options to get into it. I, I can't stress it enough that if you buy a dumpier place and maybe not, so, not such a popular neighborhood in the city, um, there's so much room for upswing so much room for upswing um you know today just before we did this show i was with a couple they're trying to buy a home for a million bucks in you know along the subway line yeah i mean lots of different things going on but when i introduced a couple of different pockets that they might consider and you know her nose was scrunching up a little bit on us going oh you uh -huh. know I don't like that area and I don't, that area is not so good. And I remember as a kid being in that area and I'm going, look, hold on a minute, because let's remember some of the areas that are now the hottest spots of our city that weren't such great neighborhoods just five, 10 years ago. Yeah. And there, I could give you a ton of them. Yeah. One being Young and Shepherd. Yeah. I mean, when we started our careers here 30 years ago, this was, I like to say it, it was a lot of like a hard working class community, lots of cars sinking in the driveways. Yeah. Lots of overgrown shrubs at the front door, you know, old windows. It was very tired and it, it took some turning around. And if you're a buyer thinking long term, that's exactly what you're kind of looking for. Because we've got a lot of little communities still in our city that don't look so great right now. But if you do a little bit of research and digging, you find out that, oh, there's a development going on here. Or there's a bus or subway line extending there. Or there's a university uh, expanding over here, there's a healthcare facility going in. Something that actually cha causes a neighborhood to completely flip. And not even that. You're not the only one that's thinking about that area. You're not counseling your clients to consider that area. There are other agents most that's likely right. doing it. And if they don't get in there, 
It's they're going to be. Ch- it's like chasing a dog's tail. You I mean, know, they're going to have a, to. There's a little neighborhood at Dufferin and Wilson, west uh, west of Dufferin, north and south of Wilson, and you know we didn't give it much thought over the last few years either. We just didn't have people looking for that area or looking for the type of home in that area. In the last two months, we've probably had four families say, I would live in that area. We've now just created a demand ourselves. I shouldn't have said that in the public, but (laughs) but we've created the demand ourselves. We have people looking for that area. If you live in that area and you're thinking of selling, please do call me. I'm not kidding. We have more than one family anxious to get in that pocket. There's the mall. There's Why the, the deli. pocket? Location. Yes. They're looking at it going, you know, on a map. There's parks. There's transportation. There's schools. This keeps me fairly close to the neighborhood I'm already uh, comfortable with. Yeah, and the same thing happened with Bathurst and Shepherd. When you were on the west side That's of Bathurst, right. north of Shepherd, that area was really d- depressed yeah. And I don't mean depressed, and I mean financially. Sad people. No, no, I'm just kidding. Just, the dollar value. You could cross over there yeah. and you could go and get a beautiful home on a nice lot yeah. for Far significantly less. less. Yeah. And it's still less of, than the Young Strip. However, um, my million dollar buyers can't go in there. They thought, oh, well, we'll just go west of Bathurst and, you know, aren't those bungalows 600000 It's like, no, that's when they, you know. Yeah. You know, so they now were. in that neighborhood, we're seeing one, two, one, four, one, yeah. five of it's renovated. And it's like, wow. Yeah. Hmm. I know. It's crazy, crazy. So. Um, and, and, and sorry, just to, just one yeah. other thing. As we've talked about on this show many times, there are so many options to get in. They need to go back and listen to the podcast or call you because there That's are other ways to get in the market. That's right wherever your desired location is. There's always options. So so on that whole note, there's a lot of people speculating that the two things that just came into our Toronto real estate market with the tax and the tighter mortgage is going to affect prices. They're actually concerned that this might be the end of our big bubble. Right. I don't feel it. And I mean, this might come back to haunt me in a few months, this show itself. But um, they announced this on Monday. It's been on everybody's tongue all week. Um, just last night we sold a home in the neighborhood five offers showed up Um, it sold for more than anything on the street is sold even going just going back two weeks it went it got even higher and it wasn't because the home was nicer more renovated we're talking building lots so we're talking about our investors Um, there does not seem to be any they didn't even bat an eye Hmm. and it wasn't the only offer that came in at that high price we actually had two competing at the same price nice so it wasn't one guy who just didn't catch the news article and didn't know that oh my gosh the market's crashing no there's no sign of it um i don't again this this um this capital gain tax has always been in place all they're going to do is enforce it stronger the the tightening of the high ratio borrowers they're sadly they're not the ones buying our building lots and stuff they really are our first-time buyers our condo buyers those people trying to get into the semis it's going to be a little tighter i know you're frustrated on the positive note what our government is saying is listen you're buying in at 2.6 but if this rate is four percent when you go to refinance in five years we want to know that you qualify so we're going to qualify you now based on the higher rate based on the posted rate um and then none of us have to sweat. That yep. conversation is over. Well, if the rates go up, we all qualify for it anyway. We're not happy, but we all qualified for it. Yeah. Hmm. So that's my take on that. 
Okay, we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back and do the wrap. And then we're going to actually give you some cool Vancouver yes, snippets. Absolutely, because there's some wacky stuff going on out there in the uh, western part of Canada. So stay tuned. You're listening to realestatetorontoradio.com. Welcome back. Thank you for spending a half an hour with us. And if you feel like spending more time, there is the podcast player, which you can get at realestatetoronto.com slash radio and all of our past shows. If you miss something or you want to hear something again, that's the place to go. So you have some interesting Vancouver news. Well, look, there's a lot of um, people. This is also coming at me all, all the time. And that's, oh, my gosh, did you hear that the Vancouver market has dropped 30%. I mean, it was, you know, you kind of said it too. I said too. I was panicking. Yeah. Sales are down 30%. Sales for for September were down just over 30% from sales in 2015. Okay. Let me qualify that or let me get you to qualify Mm -hmm. that. That's not dollar value. That's number of units. That's volume volume of units. Okay. Volume of units. And so, yes, for sure, it's, causing people to not be so rampant on their buying now having said that i my understanding was in the last few months sales in vancouver prior to that tax coming in first of all there was a surge in a one-week period that caused everyone to go nuts because they did have a one-week window Mm -hmm. to buy something before they got hit with the tax sales from the beginning of the year or even from last spring of 2015 were actually up 20 to 30 percent so the number of sales were actually up and now they're down Hmm. so not a huge difference from where they were a year or two years ago three years ago um the the benchmark pricing for september says that's when they're comparing apples to apples a detached home in this neighborhood compared to a detached home in this neighborhood from this year to last year they're saying it's down 0.1 percent from sorry from august so september the benchmark price fell 0.1 percent so the actual prices aren't well look at are they going to be affected if there's lower demand sure i believe there there will be a you real know, we, impact. We will see an impact. Yeah. I, I believe we will. Look at the guy who was buying a $2 million home in Vancouver. It suddenly became 2.3. And they're paying up front. So if that market falls and they sell for a loss or they sell the same price, it's not the same thing as the capital gain thing. Right. About it. You're paying it up front going yeah. in. So do I believe it will affect it a little bit? Sure, I do. But it's certainly not, oh my God, prices fell 30%. Right. It doesn't even make sense if it's a 15% tax. Hmm. <laughs> if anything, maybe would we see prices fall 15%? But I'd have to check with my local Vancouver people. If prices fell 15%, are we taking that back to when then? Are we, does that go back to March of 2016? Someone earlier this morning said, or I think it was us we were talking. Hmm. I don't know. We were talking about if price, oh no, it was my clients. And we were talking about if prices fell 10%. And I said, well, if prices fell 10% today, we'd be back to June. So you're not even talking a year. We're not even talking, you know, it, it, before when we said prices fell 10%, we were talking about going back. We lost four years of gains. Yeah. We'd literally be talking months. So then her comment was, yeah, but I'd hate to know I lost that money. It's like, but if you didn't move, you didn't lose any money. Yeah. Good point. You know, you didn't, I know it's hard to stomach, but you didn't lose. Risk. 
lots of neat stuff going on. I'm sure we're going to continue into this a little bit more next week because we're going to watch the effects and we're going to hear more conversations and we'll see more news clippings come out about you know, all of this because it just happened this week. I think over the next few weeks we'll see a little bit more. But last night on our multiple offers, I can tell you, Toronto homeowners, it was not even... Not on their radar. It did not even come up in conversation. Hmm, good to know. So things are as they have been for a while. We'll see. Yeah, okay. we'll see. And certainly, again, for our people that were trying to buy a home, you know, it's going to be a little tighter. And um, getting that bigger down payment is going to be more important to qualify because then you can qualify based on the actual rate they're giving you. So borrow money, pool money, lots of options. I think we're going to find some creative ways here to work with this. Excellent. Yeah. All right. 416-230-8500 is where they can reach you and get you paged and... That's right. You can always drop in at 246 Shepherd West. We're in the Senlac uh, Shepherd, Young Shepherd area. And if you drop in, I mean, if you can give us a heads up, we'll make sure someone's available to answer all your questions. But if you want to just drop in and say hi and see who we are, put a face to the name, uh, please do so. Absolutely. We will catch you right back here next Sunday at 4 p.m. And again, listen to us anytime on podcast. More realestatetorontoradio.com coming next week.